Hello, and welcome to a mini bubble of My Streaming Bubble, the podcast where I talk about the shows I love with the people I tolerate. But today I'm flying solo as I watch and react to the first episode of HBO's The Last of Us. Finally. Now, I've managed to stay away from spoilers, so all I know about this show is that it's based off of a video game that I've never played and stars Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. Um, Oh, and Nick Offerman appears in it. I've seen the screenshots, but again, no spoilers, but it kind of makes me nervous. Anyway, uh, I've also seen and heard bits about how true the show has been to the game and that it's incredibly entertaining. And I always think that that's always really, really cool when they're able to do that, especially with video game to movies or shows, screen adaptations. So uh, since in our family, we have uh, what I call March birthday madness because we have a bunch of birthdays uh, in March and into April, uh, I'll be too busy celebrating births to record with tolerables, but I should have plenty of time to get caught up on this series and record some mini bubbles along the way. So be prepared for uh, March being mini bubbles of The Last of Us as I watch and react to, um, I think, as of today's recording, there's like five episodes. So I'll, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to start watching this show. I can't believe I've managed to hold off, hold off this long. I... I've just I've heard lots of great things. Uh, Zoe from Backlook Cinema Podcast has me- messaged a couple of times and was like, you really need to watch this. And I'm just like, I know I really need to watch it. So I'm excited to hit play. And of course, this is going to be all edited down. You're not going to sit and just listen to silence and listen to me watch a show because that'd be really fucking boring. So I'll trim it down to just whatever re- reactionary bits I end up having and Then I'll do kind of a quick wrap up and what my initial thoughts and feelings are for the first episode and then move on to the next. So with that all said, I'm ready to hit play and record my reactions. So let's get to it. A quick synopsis right there on the screen. After a global pandemic destroys civilization, a hardened uh, survivor takes charge of a 14-year-old girl who may be humanity's last hope. Episode one is titled, When You're Lost in the Darkness. Oh, nice quick definition of pandemic in case anyone forgot. Awkward. Classic warning from scientist. Cool intro. Dug that. Oh, I have a feeling there's not going to be cake. I always love how, like, in high school and shows and movies, classes end with the teacher hollering out about homework assignments and what's due. Does that still happen? I don't think that ever really happened. shit oh what's happening to granny back there oh i don't like that that's creepy oh the dog knows something's up good dog 
Oh, cake. Oh, they're so sweet. It's like, I'm pretty sure she doesn't make it into the next episode. So they're just really setting up that heartache. I'm not looking forward to that moment. That's going to suck. That's what I'm like really on edge about right now. Is when everything just starts going to shit. And then whatever bad thing happens to her. Ugh. What am I doing? Hell is breaking loose. Let's see it. Oh. Oh. Oh, that's so much hair in her mouth. That's so gross. Oh, that's not hair. What the fuck is that? Oh, get the fuck out. Oh. Don't put it down. Don't put the weapon down. Oh, fuck. Oh, no, Denise. Oh, bye, Denise. Of course everyone had the same fucking idea. Good thing you got a truck. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. I'm so tense. I think I'm going to cry. <laughs> Shut the door. Oh, God. And they're fast ones. I don't like fast zombies. Oh, fuck. Jesus Christ. I don't like how he said that last. Yes, sir. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh. <sighs> Fuck you, HBO. <sighs> I need a minute. <laughs> Thank God for pause. All right. I legit for real needed a minute. I also just had to eat lunch. It was lunchtime. So, all right. After that very traumatizing viewing experience uh, we'll pick up and it's now 20 years later in the episode so 20 years into the apocalypse that is apocalyptic looking jesus christ show does not like kids huh what what the fuck public executions holy shit Oh shit. I know it's Fedra authorities or whatever, but thanks to Letterkenny, I'm just seeing Ferda. I have to look up the actress opposite Pedro right now because she is very, very familiar looking. Can't place her yet. No oh, shit. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> Got me. Neither was I. Oh boy. Fresh blood. Oh fuck. Oh shit! No, she doesn't. 
the way humans so desperately cling to the old ways. Fear, intimidation, do as we say. Curfews for your protection. Damn. Oh, all right. So that was episode one. And that was, was really traumatic. Oh, my God. Very, very good uh, series premiere. Love the way it was done. Set up the story. Built that tension. Built that heartbreak. Really got us to, like, feel for Pedro's character. So Pedro plays Joel. And in the first couple of minutes, well, within the first 20 minutes, we see what happens the downfall, the outbreak, the virus, what have you, starts affecting humans. And the impact of that has on Joel uh, in the loss of his daughter, Sarah, which even though I stayed away from spoilers and I didn't like read a lot into it, I managed to deduce that she did not make it out of the first episode since I no longer saw her picture in any of the uh, uh, promotion shots and stuff. Uh, but even though I knew it was coming and I knew it was happening, it's that was fucking rough. And that was, oh my God, that hurts so bad. <laughs> I don't think I'm emotionally stable enough for this show. I don't know if I can keep watching this by myself. <laughs> oh, oh my Lord. So a virus, it's a, so it's like a zombie kind of outbreak thing and the, the episode opens with like this kind of talk show in the seventies and a guy's talking about like a fungus that would infect uh, humans and kind of, and then take over and essentially, yeah, zombies. So we get that we have fast zombies and now we have this like militant government, the FURDA, which nope, not FURDA. <laughs> FEDRA. <laughs> Damn it. See, I kept doing that even when I was watching it. And anytime I saw the signs, uh, I just still read it as, as, as Ferda. Oh, shit. This is going to be fun. But yeah, Fedra, uh, the Federal Disaster Response Agency, uh, this very kind of uh, controlling grip on what's left of humanity. And there is a, you know, rebellion against it. And, and Fedra seems to be like, yeah, extremely like militant, uh, controlling big brothery, like not allowing people in and out. There's quarantine zones, uh, public hangings. Holy shit. Um, all that kind of shit that we love to see in our end of the world apocalyptic uh, programming. So, and then we meet Ella, or Ellie, played by Bella Ramsey. And Ellie, first we see that she's, like, chained in a room. And we're just like, oh my god, they chained a child in a room. These people must be terrible. But no, really, they're, like, trying to save her. And and you get the sense that she's very, very important. They don't tell us why yet, but I'm assuming she is the key to saving humanity. So, now... Uh, Joel and Tessa or Tess. Now Joel and Tess have been tasked with the job of taking Ellie to 
someplace now. But they don't know that she's important. They don't know why yet. Uh, let's see. Yeah, there's Marlene. She seems to be like the head of this rebellion group against Fedra. We did it. <laughs> Tess, played by Anna Torv, who looked really familiar. And so when I looked her up, because I couldn't, I ended up not being able to place her. Uh, she was in the Netflix series Manhunter, uh, which so I've seen. So I'm like, OK, so that's where I know her. But she didn't nothing else registered. So I don't know. She made a really good lasting impression. So, yeah, so Joel and Tessa and Ellie are now on the run from Fedra because they have broken out illegally and they yeah, are charged with taking uh, Ellie somewhere. And damn it, I can't remember where. And I'm trying to find it real quick and uh, I'm not seeing it, but uh, they use... Joel is communicating with someone else via radio and they have like this whole code, which Ellie easily cracks uh, based on just a couple of little scribbly notes, not even scribbly notes, but a simple key that she managed to uh, quote unlock the secret code of the radio. So different decades mean like kind of different levels of danger and threat. So and the episode closes with uh, Depeche Mode playing. But yeah, solid, really solid first episode. Uh, does a great job setting up these characters and the environment that we're in. Gets you emotionally involved with uh, these main characters and kind of what the task is now. And then kind of really gets you rooting for them. So uh, Tommy or Tommy, uh, Joel and Tess are, tra- are uh, you know, transporting, I guess, Ellie someplace. But Joel is also looking for his brother, Tommy. Uh, which they don't really give much as to what has happened and why they've become separated. So I'm sure that will all be revealed over time as well. But I'm, oh, that was really good. And I look forward to watching the rest, getting caught up with the rest of this season and kind of seeing how much more heartbreak uh, it's going to throw at me. So Oh, why do I love shows that hurt so much? I don't know, but I do. All right, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for me today. I guess I don't have a lot to say because I'm still maybe kind of emotionally recovering from uh, that (laughs) very heartbreaking (laughs) moment and and loss. Very well done and very well acted. Uh, Let's see. uh, Pedro and Nico Parker, who played Sarah. Oh, my God amazing the the look on sarah's face uh, as she's dying after she's been shot and that fear and that anguish oh my god i felt that and then just that whole scene was so done and so well done and so utterly heartbreaking and i'm so caught up in in that one scene i can't move on right now So I just want to say that uh, make sure that you are following me on all the social medias. You can find me on Twitter uh, as uh, at Streaming Bubble. No, my in that. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram as My Streaming Bubble. And I'm even on TikTok and will randomly post dumb shit. So if you're into that, follow me there too. If you have suggestions on what I should stream in my bubble next, send an email to mystreamingbubble at gmail.com. And of course... Thank you for listening and keep streaming.